Josh, hey, look, it's the round things. I love the round things, but I what are the round, the round things? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> So, yeah, we jump now to the 50th anniversary under the reign of Stephen Moffat and Matt Smith. And the reason I wanted to chat about this one with you today against Waters of Mars is because I feel like the 10th Doctor kind of goes on a little bit of a a party. He goes traveling a bit after he has the Oods yeah. uh, warning at the end of the last episode. And I feel like this episode probably does sit narratively here somewhere before he commits to going to the Ood planet to start the whole end of time stuff. I don't know yeah, I really think, when exactly right. it is I've, set, but yeah. I, I've always assumed this is after the waters of Mars, but before yes. the finale. It, it feels like it sits nicely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's always been my interpretation of when this story falls for that yeah. doctor. Same. So, like, it's a really exciting return for the tenth Doctor at this point, you know, at the fiftieth anniversary, and the first big proper multi-Doctor story of the New Who era. So, what do you think about this episode? Uh, it's great. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's just great. Th- there's, there's, there's not a lot of episodes of Doctor Who that I will just watch like on its own. But the 50th anniversary is one where it's just like, ah, I just got an itch for it. And I'll just watch just the 50th. I, I, I mean, it's a good multi-doctor story. Multi-doctor stories are always fun. Um, the classics um, had quite a, had a couple of them with the three doctors, the five doctors, the two doctors. And yeah. they're just fun episodes. Even if, you know, the narrative isn't the most excellent thing in the world. Like, uh, I don't remember what the plot of for the two doctors was. But still, just seeing six and two together is just fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I agree. It is. It's a big. It's big fun, and it's very kind of feature film. You can just watch this episode without having to know too much about what's happened before. I think it's all explained quite well. Yes, as you go through it, and it certainly is a spectacle. Like you can tell, they spent some money on this. It really was. So, uh, like I mentioned before, I watched this in theaters, and. I watched it in 3D in theaters. Like that wow. painting scene where they show the paintings in 3D, it has never looked as good in 2D as it did in that theater. Oh, really? It looked so cool. And I, I typically hate 3D movies, but that went very, very well. And plus, just the experience of it all together was being there with a lot of other people. And there was a bunch of stuff before the film that was um, like, there, there was some bits of like Matt and David like poking fun at each other uh strax came on it was like the one that told us like the silence your cell phones and all that it was if you oh, never yeah. watched those just check them out on youtube like before the 60th or before the 50th special uh promos it was just really fun time like there's a bit where um matt and david basically keep turning into each other uh trying to like make fun of the other it's like oh before we go into 3d like uh david Tennant comes out he's like before we go into 3d i just want you to be aware of any like points at the chin it's like might poke out a bit (laughs) 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 and then matt comes back in he's like also 3d really enhances and you can really start to see the wrinkles on you know on someone's (laughs) face so just be prepared for those things like the whole experience was very good so there's always that level of nostalgia for me oh that is so so cool i think they did show it in theaters in this country as well but it was probably just in london 
which is where everybody thinks everything is, and there's no other yeah. part of the UK <laughs> other than London. Um, so, I, but I don't don't quote me on that. I don't know. But if it had mm-hmm. been in the cinema here, I'd have gone to see it one hundred percent. That would have been such an incredible experience. I'm very jealous that you got to do that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really cool. I wanted like a few friends who were like also getting a Doctor Who at the time, and like we'd all gotten caught up and like ready. It was very cool. Um, also, amazing. on that on that subject, real quick, you asked earlier how I watch uh, Doctor Who. Um, they often do um, uh, season premieres here in theaters. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So a couple of Jody's episodes, uh, the first like season premieres, I actually went to see them in theater. Oh wow! Did they look good? I imagine they looked really good. Yeah, they look good. They, they do some other events here every once in a while where they're like, uh, not so much since the pandemic happened, but um, yeah. I was yeah. going regularly to see like uh, classic Doctor stories in theaters as well. They just like pick, you know, a classic Doctor story and just play it. Like I saw um, uh, Legopolis, uh, the fourth okay. Doctor's regeneration. I saw that yeah, whole yeah. story in theater. Really oh, wow. cool. So yeah, it's a neat way to experience Doctor Who if you ever have the opportunity. That's really, really cool. And I imagine it must feel really good to be surrounded by other fans at the same time. Yeah. Like those classic Doctor stories. Like I get in the theater and there's seven other people there and it's like, but hey, they're all here for the same reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's strange because Doctor Who is big over there, right? It is. um, Obviously not as big as it is in, you know, the UK, but it is, it has certainly grown. Um, Matt Smith's era is when it really started to pick up here. Yeah. Um, so coming hot off the tails of basically, basically once uh, David Tennant's run was all on streaming service, and then being able to watch Matt Smith as it was ongoing was when it really started right. to pick up here. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. And then this obviously this special then being kind of the icing on the cake, I guess, for mm-hmm. that whole era and that time in America with Doctor Who taking off. That's really really cool. So, um, so how successful do you think the plot of this story is? You know, as a kind of shiny, sparkly fiftieth anniversary special. Um, I think I think it hits all the points that it needs to as an anniversary special. Uh, narratively, it is a mess because, like, sure, what happens with the Zygons and how they come to the conclusion of how to save the the how to save Gallifrey. Like, those things work together if you don't think about it that much. But otherwise, like, when we went into the 50th, like, a lot of us, I think, more expected that we were going to be dealing with the events of the Time War a little bit more directly. Mm-hmm. So it was like, what does the Zygon plot have to do with any of this? <laughs> like, once you get to the end, it's like, oh, you can save people by, or you can, uh, you know, hold them in, like, a little slice of time, basically. Like, okay, that makes sense. But for the most part, they have nothing to do with each other. But I also get that it's, you know, the War Doctor just trying to get a glimpse of what he's going to be in the future. And yes. I think that being the narrative overall, if you focus on that, that is the point of how does the War Doctor get to the decision to finally press that big red button. And even though they don't do that, I think that they are pretty successful in that narrative of showing what I mean, the, the War Doctor says the best. Like, how many worlds do you think that that man's regret has saved? And yeah. that, if I think that's the core uh, thing to take away from it, is like, sure, everything that happened, you know, if he did really burn his people, horrible thing to do, but look what he became out of it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're completely right, and it's it it's it's classic Moffat, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. the the plot just jumps around from different perspectives it takes a quite a long time have you ever the read episode. the book 
I have. I really enjoyed the book. <laughs> like, a, I thoroughly enjoyed the book. What a... That is a ride. Like, they do nope. not tell you which doctor's perspective you're, like, nope. viewing from. Nope. Like, <laughs> and there's those sort of bits in between the chapters where there's a, sec- a, a separate voice speaking. Yeah. And it takes until the very end for you to understand who that is. And um, I secretly love the kind of little digs about where chapter nine is and how chapter nine, spoiler, doesn't mm-hmm. actually appear in the book. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I thought that was kind of a very cheeky, uh, cheeky thing towards the ninth doctor. Yes, that was... But I... I, I but but you know very Moffat isn't it? It's just so Moffat. Very Moffat, yeah. I think the book is incredibly successful. I don't necessarily think that the 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 special is unsuccessful plot wise. It just takes a little while for you to actually get into the get to grips with what's actually happening because you jump mm. from doctor to doctor to doctor from time period. It flips about a little bit. He's laying things in that become important later on, and and all that happens in the first sort of quarter of an hour, twenty minutes, and then you can then the story kind of starts being a bit more linear for you to be able to follow it properly. Right. So um yeah. Yeah, yeah but... it's following a bunch of different narratives until but it's like I said, like once when I think about it in the fact that this is about the war doctor, like the other two are yes. there. But this is really a war doctor story. Yes. And in that perspective, I think it's very successful. But Agreed. if you're viewing it as a 10th doctor story, I think it's a mess. If you're viewing it as even an 11th doctor story, I think it's kind of a mess. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd agree with you, actually. Yeah, definitely. So what do you think then could have been better in this story? What I think could be better? It's hard to say. Um, I, I think... I think it would have been better if it would have focused purely on the time war. Like I love the Zygon story mm-hmm. and the, the follow-up to everything with the Zygons and the 12th doctor is one of my mm-hmm. favorite doctor who stories just ever like the doctor's mm-hmm. war speech and everything that leads to is so good. So I'm glad we have it, but at the time I, in perspective now, I think it's great and I wouldn't want to change anything at the time of viewing I think I would have preferred to see more of the time war and, you know, our new doctors coming in and trying to help the war doctor in some way to find a different solution, which they did in the end. Um, yes. But if the entire episode, I think had been about that. I think it would have been a stronger narrative for the story that they wanted to tell. Yeah. That's, that's that's fair, that's fair. There's only a couple of kind of niggles for me. I mean, I personally would have really liked to have seen the Ninth Doctor. And I mean, I, I know that there's been yeah. you know, the whole drama behind the scenes, which is which is why it led to him not being involved, uh, Christopher Eccleston. But the Ninth Doctor is actually one of my favourite Doctors. And I think that he... It would have been so, so, so interesting to see that incarnation of the Doctor being the incarnation about to make the decision to destroy the, right. the planet. That, no, that was the original plan, and that would have been great. I just, I, yeah. I know, like, I know that was never going to happen. I know Christopher yeah. Eccleston was never going yeah. to step foot into onto yeah. that set. Which um, is sad. But, but on, know, on that subject, um, like, John Hurt, fantastic. I wouldn't change it. But why do they not just use Paul McGann for this story? Yes. <laughs> like yes. He, was, he was right there. He even came back to do the Night of the Doctor, which was really cool to see. But I just assumed it's like, well, I mean, if they can't get nine, they'll just get eight. He's not, you know, like he's available. He still looks the part. Yeah. Why not just use Plus, him? <laughs> narratively speaking, if eight had been the one to make that decision and then regenerating into nine, that would have made complete 
narrative sense for yeah. the Doctor. There'd be no need to 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 bring a new incarnation. Although it was a big shock, and it was a it was a it was a great moment to see that new incarnation of the Doctor being announced at the end of that 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 series and that run of episodes. And John Hurt yeah. is phenomenal. And you're right; I wouldn't so change it now. But you are right. The Paul McGann would have been ideal for this. Yeah, there would have been the, the only the only other thing I think I would have liked to have seen would be. Like I would have liked ten to have seen Bad Wolf, as in yeah, uh, that it does annoy me that that never happened. But at the mm. same time, I think it's fine because like ten was so obsessed with Rose <laughs> that like I I think it was good for him to not um, yeah, the, especially since where this would be for him this is post like him saying goodbye to Rose. If, you know, if yeah. this does take place after the waters of Mars and this is, you know, post, this is the, you know, 10 second time being 10. Um, yes. then I think it, I think it's best that he didn't see her because he has already said goodbye. He has left her in a new life with a copy of himself mm. and it's best for him to, he really should just be able to move on from that. Yes. Perhaps then just a little line at the end, you know, when they're having a cup of tea in the museum and right. the idea that he, he can say like, gosh, Rose is still out there kind of mm-hmm. helping me in my many incarnations. And that is a really comforting thought. Or yeah. something. That could have been quite nice just to have some sort of acknowledgement of that. Cause I, I am glad that Billy Piper was in the episode, but it is kind of a bummer that 10 didn't really have a companion for this. Like Clara was there for 11 and I mean, she was there for all of them. Yeah. But every scene, like when we saw the trailers, it was like, oh man, there's Rose. She's right there. But to know yeah. that technically Bad Wolf and Ten never really had a scene together. They were no. on screen together, but they never had a scene together. That is kind mm-hmm. of a, a loss. Yeah, there, there's probably some sort of like respectful side of Stephen Moffat trying not to undermine what Russell did with Rose and change any endings or and he's probably just kind of taking a step back from that and made the, that decision to not impact what has already happened yeah I guess but at the same time it's just a shame mm-hmm. it's a small thing but it is a shame yeah okay so let's talk about the 10th Doctor then because this, as it is his journey that we are on um, and he is of course, with Elizabeth I having a romantic picnic, getting engaged, having a bit of a kiss, all the hallmarks of the Tenth Doctor. Were, were you yeah. happy to see him back? I, I was absolutely thrilled to see him back, yeah. I, I had his sonic screwdriver in my pocket when I went to see it in the theatre. Amazing. Uh, I've, I've cosplayed as the Tenth Doctor a few times, so oh, awesome. I hadn't at the time uh, by them, but yeah, Tenth Doctor is, he's my doctor. Okay. So I I was I was pumped to see him back. Um, I I had been like speculating for you know months, like watching the trailer, like identifying every single piece of information I could, trying to figure out. Because um, when I first when the first trailer dropped, I didn't know if it was ten or I didn't if it was the Metacrisis Doctor. Oh, okay. Okay. So I was curious if that was going to be the case because like the initial trailer they dropped is so different from what the episode ended up being. Yes. Um, so, but either way, I was just, I, David Tennant as the Doctor is just always fun for me. So I was very happy to see him back. Same. I really enjoyed as well the, the chemistry between 10 and 11. And I mm-hmm. think it's really successful in this episode, actually. And I, I yes. like 
there, there there's a chemistry but there's a very clear distinction between them i think there's that part where um you know when they're locked in the tower of london and yeah. they're asking the war doctor about how recent the events of the time war have been and the the 11th doctor says something like oh the day you killed them all and mm-hmm. and 10 says the day that we killed them all and then 11 says something like well that was the same thing or whatever thing, yeah. i like that like 10 really owns what happened but 11 not so much he's had a bit of distance from it and he's happy to have that distance um like what do you think about the differences between the doctors that we see on screen i think it's very very well done um cuz it's like you say, like they, I mean, that's a whole point, you know, the man who regrets and the man who forgets, you know, 400 mm-hmm. years, is that all it takes? But yeah, 10 is still, he is still so ashamed of everything that happened in, in the time war. And if this is after he just did this time war Victoria stuff, like no wonder he's even more full of guilt. Like he is a man that realizes how many mistakes he's made, but just keeps pressing on because what else is there to do? Um, whereas the 11th doctor is like, Hey, I am on my last life and I'm here to enjoy it. Like that. He's, he's just trying to live. Like he's not trying to, the 11th doctor isn't trying to make up for what he's done. He's not trying to prove himself to anyone. He's like, I have done so much and I'm just here to try to enjoy the ride until it's over. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Completely. I completely agree. And you can see that it's, 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 it's sometimes very subtly done, but I mean, the difference between John Hurt's doctor as well, the war doctor mm-hmm. and, and the two of them is very clear. And yet it's also very obvious they're playing the same character. It's very cleverly yes. written, I think. And I mean, like we said earlier, John Hurt, he is incredibly good in this. Mm-hmm. I think from the minute we see him, he's the doctor, whether he's playing the war doctor or he, you know, as he goes through the episode, he becomes the doctor again. You know, I think he's so, so good. And actually I love the change in his performance over the episode, you know, the influence that 10 and 11 have on him. And, and when they do come to help him at the end, be there to push the button with him because the moment allows that to happen. Yeah. I think that is that's a beautiful scene where it focuses on uh, the war doctor's ear and and he can hear the TARDIS coming and and Billy Piper just smiles and you just mm-hmm. suddenly feel like there is actually hope still, right? And the doctor's coming to help and I love that. Like, what do you think about John Hurt and his whole side of this? So good, so good. Um, one thing with having three doctors on screen you run the risk that one gets more attention than the others, but I really feel like they all got a real good opportunity to shine. And the chemistry between all three of them is so great. Like it's every time that they're talking, it's funny. Like, and and I I really love that. It's like, Oh, if you really are, uh, if you really are me with your sand shoes and your dicky bow, it's like, Oh, I'd like to be incarcerated in the tower with my co-conspirators, sand shoes and granddad. Like they're not sand shoes. (laughs) Yes, they are. (laughs) Like they, <laughs> yeah. it's that that those moments like it's so clear that they all are the same person they all are the doctor there's no argument that they could be so even though the war doctor doesn't get to make like his big grand speech uh for you know which granted 10 never really got a lot of big speeches either uh so he never had like a big doctor speech he has a nice subtle one to um to you know the the moment 
there's a line that he says that I really love. Like you said in the trailer and it's always resonated with me. Great men are forged in fire. It is the privilege of lesser men to light the flame. So for him to think he is so unworthy of the doctor's title that he needs to like reignite a spark to create the doctor again. But for the others to come in and be like, no, dude, you were the doctor. You're, You're the doctor more than anyone could be like what an impossible decision you were in. Yeah, it is. That's an incredible line, and sort of sums up the whole story, everything, everything mm-hmm. about it. And it's it's super interesting as well because, obviously, like this story. I know this is this is a, seems like such an obvious thing to say, but this story is about the Doctor, and I, a lot of Russell T. Davis era. It isn't really about the Doctor. He puts True. a lot of light on the companions and the families and the and the the monsters and, and the peril, but not about the Doctor itself and. In this episode, we get to see, you know, there's a part where they do decide to change their own history. You know, events that should be time locked, they've been opened up by the moment somehow. And I, I, I kind of love this, actually, to be honest. I think it's really interesting. And given the chat that we had earlier about the, the Doctor changing a fixed point in time, and I don't think it's explicitly said that what happens in the Doctor's past is a fixed point, but it is kind of dressed up like one, I think. I think you know, It's the same in kind choosing... of concept. It's time it locks. You're not supposed to go back in your own events. It is, and, yeah. they're, and they're making that conscious decision to change everything and save Gallifrey. And, and I think really interesting here as well that Moffat does undo the kind of mythology that Russell T. Davis built into his tenure on the show, um, but it's joyful, I, it, I, it it boggles my mind that Moffat somehow undoes something Russell did. And it doesn't hurt all the shows that Russell and the stories that Russell did no. in his time. It somehow enhances it. I think it's so clever. But like, what are your thoughts about that? I, I think it's very well done. I mean, thankfully, there's this there's this uh, already pre-established notion that whenever a previous doctor meets a future doctor, like they don't keep the memory of it. Yes. Which, like, no wonder the doctor didn't recognize Elizabeth the first. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. It's not his fault. Like, Eleven showed up and screwed up his memories. So, um, yeah. but it gives that it allows for them to tell these tales with multiple doctors, but not break the established canon. We don't go back to the 10th Doctor era and watch those episodes and be like, oh, well, he should know that he didn't destroy Gallifrey. Like, in his mind, he still destroyed Gallifrey. So it doesn't yes. hurt any of that. It all still happens, and he all still he still carries that guilt. But now he's carrying a guilt only until he realizes that he doesn't have to anymore. So yeah. that guilt still saves those lives. The, that guilt still saves planets, and you know pushes him to be a better person. But now we also can watch it in the thought that there's a reward that we know that hey, he's going to figure out one day that he didn't do any of that. He figured yeah. it out. He saved him. The Twelfth Doctor finds Gallifrey. The Master destroys it again, but he did find Gallifrey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, and it and it gives it gives a real purpose, I think, to the show again. That that I I love. I mean, we're coming. We've come naturally onto it, so I have to bring him up now. The curator, the great curator, <sighs> um, who so you know very interestingly enough says you know in years to come you might find yourself revisiting a few of the old favorites Mm -hmm. so that's fascinating in itself but obviously when that happened i mean i'll be honest at that point in time in watching doctor who i had never seen a fourth doctor story okay i hadn't Um, either 
yeah so but even for me mm-hmm. at that point that moment and that scene was huge yeah and his I... voice you don't see him you just hear him and you just think oh my god that's the doctor yeah that deep and impactful like i yeah same at that point i had not watched the fourth doctor's run but I still knew who he was. Like yeah. I knew who Tom Baker was, and just that deep booming. You know, I really think you might. It's like, oh, <gasps> that's Tom Baker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just your your my body just like swarms in goosebumps, and, and and that whole scene is just delicious. And okay, a bit fan servicey, but I'm totally here for it. That's it's it's, a, it's an anniversary service. It is. It is. We're here for. I'm a fan. Service yeah. me. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, and and I just that that whole sequence from that point on, I just find incredible, and that that purpose that the curator gives to the eleventh Doctor again is that what I'm supposed to do now? I'm supposed to go and find Gallifrey, and he's like, oh, I don't know, I uh, I can only say what I would do if I were you, or if you were me, or maybe I am you, I am you, maybe I am you, and you are me. Who knows? Right. I just think that's brilliant. Such a good exchange. And yeah, and, and and now watching like having watched all of Tom Baker's run, and going to be able to see that again is just there. It's always in the back of my mind now. It's like whatever happens to the Doctor, I know that he he makes it to be the curator one day. Yeah, and that's that really warms my heart just to know that it's in his future. To and like all the Doctors, there's not a Doctor I don't like, but. The Doctor Who role is so synonymous with Tom Baker that it yeah. makes such poetic narrative sense that that's the face that he ends on. Yes, it really does. And I think for the the viewing public as well, it just, you, you've got kind of the quintessential Doctor reappearing and, yeah. and knowing that he's going to become him again. And you also get from New Who the quintessential kind of duo of Tennant and Piper mm-hmm. Uh I think it just it, it really was about fan service at that point, I think, but in a in a spectacular way. And I do want to mention as well the the scene obviously with all of the doctors I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. Um to save Gallifrey and destroy the Daleks and you had all those clips from episodes and the the, the eyebrows making their yeah, little first little tease of twelve was oh, like at, at that point we knew that Peter Capaldi was going to be the doctor, but I had no idea we were gonna get that hint. Is. No. no, sir. All 13, just the eyebrows, like, oh, and it was just so exciting. Oh, so exciting. Do you know what I would really love? And this is just me and my own personal fan service is if, like, the 13th Doctor filmed a little five second insert as well and just sort of appeared on the side being like 13 uh, what's he talking about i'm here too and, yeah. and they cut that into it for future kind of viewings, future viewings. Oh. I, i've seen people do uh some like fan edits where they like edit in uh they edit in 13 they edit in um the like the renegade fugitive. Doctor, the fugitive, yeah, the fugitive. Doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah they just like yeah. edit in those little bits of those other doctors and i've also seen edits where they edit in like they try to like edit in um like the um uh, like the parody doctors <laughs> Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. From all the children in need and comic release, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but I just think just to make it like I don't know. To, I think for me that would be such a lovely surprise to watch. It, it, it would be again. nice, but there's also then that thought that like, well, they're gonna have to do it like every single time. So, there, but yes. my my own headcanon is like, by the time that it gets to thirteen, she's like, I know they took care of it. They don't need me. They got they got it now. <laughs> true. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
Oh, it's just it's just such a uh, it's such a great triumphant ending to this this story though mm-hmm. and i mean for the 10th doctor we'll bring it back to 10 now because that's where we kind of what we're talking about um he obviously gets back into his tardis and says you know i don't want to go again um which i like the fact that that's his last line even though i think the line getting to it is a little bit clunky mm-hmm. but he does need to get to that line and i and i, and I enjoy that I, I, um, I do think it's important for the 10th doctor's last line on screen to be i don't want to go that being the yeah. case going into the 14th doctor this is a different doctor and yes. i know a lot of people have speculated um and i do like the notion that his final line might be i'm ready to go I think it should be. I mean, given the journey that the Doctor goes on through 11, 12, and 13, mm-hmm. since the Doctor has been the 10th, you know, the 10th Doctor was, now he is the 14th Doctor. He is playing a different Doctor now, yeah. even though it's the same face. I think it's important, especially after, well, really after 12's regeneration, that was that was brilliant, the handing mm-hmm. over the, of the torch. Let's get it right this time. You know, uh, th- th- this is my advice to you. Go and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and then 13 does that. And when she's ready to leave, she's like, tag, you're it. It's your turn now to go and do what you got to do. I think that should carry on. Yes, I agree. I think because th- I get I get it. Like, I get why they did what they did with 10 regenerating. You know, I don't want to go in tears. Yes. It's so like, I didn't want to go either. You know, no. I, I, I loved him so much. But considering how how rough of an adjustment I feel like the, the fact they were changing showrunners, like no companions were carrying over and a fresh doctor coming in. It did make it feel like two different shows. And so when the 50th yes. up, came up and we finally get to see 10 and 11 on screen together, like it wasn't until that, that it truly felt like the same show to me, like sure river carried over, but she only had one or well, sorry, one story, one with, story. With 10. Yes. Which, uh, speaking of the book, I do like that Ten has that exchange with River where he's like in a hot tub fully clothed while she's stark nude. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Like he just like gets out, Converse still on. <laughs> <laughs> That's so him as well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I think that it it did feel very different. And I, I think that Moffat was always very, very respectful to what... Uh, Russell did um, I think that he genuinely was a fan of what Russell was doing and, and I think that yeah. shows but it, it is a very different beast Moffat's era is incredibly different to what Russell did and you're right this this merging of the two did feel like this is all one big show we're celebrating this one massive program that spans so such a big part of of TV history mm. and the TV landscape and I think that the episode does it incredibly well. And the tenth doctor saying he doesn't want to go and hit, and then the eleventh being like he always says that. Yeah. That's perfect. That's great. And I, I do Love like that. I do like eleventh jabs at ten because ten gets a lot of good whips in on eleven, but it's just like ah, it's this is grungy phase. He'll grow out of it. Like just yes. the, the other, he does get some other good jabs at 10 and showing it's like, yeah, he's just so freaking grumpy right now, but uh, I'll, I'll grow out of it for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And he's like, oh yeah, he's cool. I forget. He's so cool. Uh, <laughs> that's, it's brilliant. Oops, I'm wearing sand shoes. <laughs> yeah. There's the dig. It shows that they are the same man after all. Yeah. Love that. 
but yeah, it is. It's really, it's a really great story. And I mean, we haven't even really mentioned kind of Clara or um, Osgood or Kate Stewart. I mean, there's a there's a great cast in this. Yeah, and I think... they all do great. Um, I mean, granted, they also are playing Zygon versions of themselves, which great acting. Like Osgood really feels. Uh, I don't remember her actress's name, but the Osgood and the Zygon version really yes. feel like two different people. Yes, agreed. And agreed. it's a good introduction for Osgood. I do like her when she returns later. I think she's a fun character. And just having a super fan of the Doctor is it made sense for the fiftieth to have someone, you know, dressed up, you know, wearing the you know, the fourth doctor's scarf who's clearly a huge fan. Um, yes. Kate's a really good nod to the Brigadier, who's such a huge part of the classic series. Oh, 100%. It, just, it all just clicked into place. I think yeah. that Moffat deserves um, a round of applause for this story, I think. I think he yeah. did really, really good. Very and it well was a story done. we needed, yeah. And, and I think that um, Tenth Doctor, I think that this is probably going to be my final thought, I guess, for this. Okay. Um, the Tenth Doctor, in a way... Right, this is he almost is the kind of the backseat doctor in all this. I think he Eleven is. is 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 very. This is his show, so he is. Yeah, I mean, he's the current doctor. It makes sense. He really is, and and John Hurt has such gravitas and has such a an arc to his story. I think it's hard the light doesn't shine so brightly on him. I think it kind of shines a little bit less on David Tennant. He's there to kind of appease the fans and please us that he's back and he's still the doctor. He's still being the Doctor, it's marvellous and fantastic and really fun. Um, but he's sort of there doing the same thing that Eleven is doing as well. He's not bringing in loads of new stuff. It's just lovely right. to see and, him back and it's just fun. And, and also, he screws up consistently. Like, yes. He like, can you try to call out Elizabeth and he's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, you know, he's he's there and like he's trying to like impress. He's trying to impress his past self. He's trying to impress his future self. And he keeps tripping over himself. So, yes. like, yeah, it's great. He's there. He's the 10th Doctor. You know, it's, it, you know, David Tennant hasn't lost it. But also, like, that version of the Doctor is often the butt of a joke because he keeps screwing up. Yes. <laughs> Yes, a hundred percent, and I think, but I think that's needed here. I, I agree because... because his whole run, he was perfect. Like he, he so rarely made a mistake, and so to see him trip up in front of himself is, I think, very. Um, I, I mean, I think it's very funny, and I think it's refreshing. Yes, yes, I think it's, it was the right call. Definitely, we couldn't have had the Time Lord victorious here, or we couldn't have had. Sort of this the, the the tenth doctor taking over and being the the, the, the hero. hero that he is described as. Yeah, we, yeah. we couldn't have had that. It needed to be um, the three of them working together, and I think it was the right call. So yeah, that's kind of my final thought. What's what's your final thought about this? Do you think that our listeners should give a flux about the day of the doctor? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, multi doctor stories, like I said, are always fun. But just as a tenth doctor story, I mean, it's a good. It, 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 had we not been getting, you know, the him as a fourteenth Doctor, it's a good way to just see a little bit more David Tennant on screen. And uh, while some people don't want that for some reason, I don't understand. It's just it's nice to see him come back, fill into the suit. He still fits in it, and to get just a little bit more opportunity to be the Doctor, but not just be the Doctor, but to help celebrate the Doctor. That's yeah. the point. It's a 50th anniversary celebration. Like you said, so few episodes are actually about the Doctor. It's always about the companion. Even when the Master attacked 
you know, in 10 doctors run, like he didn't serve, he didn't suffer most of the consequences about that. That was uh, Martha oh, and her yeah. family who were really suffering who were the push of that narrative. So to have a story about the doctor, it makes sense to have a few doctors in it. And, yes. you know, you, if you are going to do something um, to, you know, reflect and change who you are as a person, you got to think about who all the people you were before, you know, Matt Smith goes into that speech at his regeneration. You've got to remember all the people you were before. And the 10th doctor was one of those people. And he was yeah. a big part of the transition into the modern era of Doctor Who. So yeah. it's, the, you know, no discredit to um, Christopher Eccleston. He did a great job. But David Tennant really is what made Doctor Who huge again. And yeah. he deserves that recognition and some praise, I think. Awesome. So how many venom sacks in the tongue out of 10 do you give this episode? <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll give it a 14. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Love that. It is great. It is great. I I, I haven't given many episodes a 10 mm-hmm. in this run of, of conversations that I've had. But for me, this is joyful and it hits all the right buttons. And I can just put it on whenever I want to watch same. Just comfort Doctor Who without any thought I would reach for this. So I think I'm going to go 10. And, and, and like I said, even outside of um, just this episode being as great as it is, my favorite 12th Doctor story is the Zygon inversion. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this leads directly into that just adds to the excellence to me. Yeah, that is, and that is such a good two-parter. Honestly, it is so, so good. I love that for the 12th Doctor too. And I like that his, I like the impact that this story has on that story for him as well. Mm -hmm. And it allows the 12th Doctor to be a part of this story um, in a more prominent way than just his eyebrows. Right. Love that. Oh, awesome. Josh, thank you so much for joining me on this chat today. Thank you for having me. It was a real blast. I really enjoyed. I I will link to your social media in the show notes so that people can follow you and continue the conversation if they so desire. Yeah, you're welcome Um, to follow me on X. On X, yes, <laughs> just on X. I know it's it's always going to be Twitter. I think to me, it's never. It's gonna be just X. Twitter. It's just Twitter. It's just yeah. Twitter. Yeah, I tweet about Doctor so, Who and Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, sometimes two very important. Mostly things. comment on people talking about those things, but I tweet on my own sometimes. <laughs> yeah, worth a follow, I think definitely. Thanks. So yes, listeners, what do you think about the Waters of Mars and the Day of the Doctor? Are they not really going anywhere, just sort of wandering about? Or are they going home the long way round? I want to know. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at WhoFluxPod. Thank you very much for listening. Please like and subscribe. And if you'd be so kind as to drop me a cheeky little review, that would be amazing because it would help other listeners to find the podcast. And of course, if you want to be a part of the conversation or if you want to join me for an episode, get in touch with the links in the show notes so josh please say your goodbyes yeah thank you for having me i'm always thrilled to come talk about doctor who and just to celebrate the 10th doctor um i'm, I'm really thrilled for david 10 be coming back and i'm very thankful that i was able to provide some sort of uh contribute something to him coming back and celebrate in some way so really thank you for bringing me on it's really oh it's time. been it's been really fun i have a feeling you're going to be back 
I just have a feeling in my bones. <laughs> Call me anytime. I'm always willing to come talk about Doctor Who. Unfortunately, awesome. here in the States, most of my friends don't watch the show. So to be able to actually talk with someone who's seen it is really, really refreshing to me. It's really fun. And actually, that's a really important thing to note because a lot of my friends as well in real life don't watch Doctor Who. The friends that I have online are my Doctor Who friends. That's what yeah. I call them. Um, so it's really it's really lovely to be able to reach out on social media and connect with people and talk about this thing, the shared thing that we love and not, you know, spiral as what happens on X uh, right. into this negative tirade. It's just really, really nice to be able to speak to people who share the same enthusiasm across the world and across time zones. It's real. Exactly. Real great to be able to share that experience. It took a tiny bit of planning, but we're okay with that. Yeah, we're we adults. We can plan things. What's <laughs> <laughs> a six hour time difference. It's just a little nothing, time travel. It's nothing. <laughs> just time. Exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, guys, thank you very much for listening. I will catch you on the next episode of who gives a flux as we continue our journey on the road to the 14th doctor. 